ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Hey, welcome to the Thursday, July 26th edition. The Drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Glad you guys are on board with us. We're going to have an abbreviated show tonight because we've got Little League Baseball. For the final time, Barbersville is playing for the championship in the 10- to 12-year-old category, the major leagues of Little League Baseball here. And we're going to have that game for you coming up tonight. Uh, first pitch is about 6 o'clock, so we're going to go off the air a little early. But we'll talk about that game here later. Adam Rogers is going to have the call tonight. He'll be at the Little League Field at the Arch here in Huntington. So we'll talk to him about that. We'll make time for your phone calls. You can join the program at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You can also send tweets. I'm at Paul Swan on Twitter. So if you send me a tweet, we'll get to it as well. So you get plenty of ways to get a hold of the show, be a part of it tonight. We begin with Marshall football. It's that time of the year. I'm loving it. Every day I'm getting new news. And today, Marshall, again, getting some recognition, more recognition from several watch lists. This time, we've got Keon Davis, Marshall's senior running back, named to the Paul Horning Award watch list. And then senior linebacker Chase Hancock, he was picked for the Werfel Award watch list. Now, Keon Davis is a threat. Be aware of him on the football field. That's just some friendly advice to anyone who is listening to this podcast or this program live on the air that might be on one of those teams that will have to face off against Keon Davis. I'm just going to do you a favor now. Keep an eye on him because, you know, Keon already is a guy who's definitely going to be a threat. He's going to be a threat. Now, he made Athlon's second team as a kick returner. He did not make the coaches' team for Conference USA, but still, keep an eye out for him because he is going to give teams fits all year long. He was a second-team All-Conference USA selection back in 2017 as a kick returner. So the coaches are aware of him. Averaged 30.4 yards per return. That was seventh nationally, by the way. Also... He made a lot of um, made a lot of noise. Pair of runbacks for touchdowns in the season opening win over Miami last season. Led the team in carries with 182. Also had 1,494 all-purpose yards. That means he was touching the ball. He was touching the ball. Led the team with that as well. And he was second in rushing yards. Had 812. Third for scoring at 48 points. So he was a factor on this football team. Now, the Paul Horning Award goes to the most versatile player in major college football. It's presented by the Louisville Sports Commission and football legend and Louisville native Paul Horning. It's in its ninth season now. So the winner of this one and their families will be honored at the annual Paul Horning Award dinner presented by Jewish Hospital Sports Medicine. That's going to be held at the Galt House Hotel in downtown Louisville in March of next year. This will be a big deal, I think, and it's going to be given out to the most versatile player. I think Keon Davis has a legitimate shot of making it to the finals of this thing. He's going to be in the conversation for this one a lot longer than maybe some of the other guys who are getting picked up for these watch lists. 
I mean, I want all the guys to do well, but I think Keon's going to have a serious shot. If he is explosive the way we hope he's going to be, he's going to be paid attention to a long time for this thing. Also, here's the thing. Fan voting is going to open up late September and factor into the selection of the finalist and winner. Heard fans, I'm calling you out now. You think you're the best sports fan base out there. You might be small in number, but you think you're mighty. All right, I present you your first challenge of the season. Keon Davis in the conversation. You be I'm putting it out there right now. If I don't see Keon Davis factor into the finals, if I don't see him, somebody in the Herd Nation drop the ball on the fan part of this. You've got your orders now. I want to see it happen. Yeah, I know. We're talking July here, and I'm already calling you out. Yes, I'm calling you out now. Show me what you got. Honestly, I know you'll do it. I'm capable of uh, sitting back and just watching you guys work, but I'm going to be on you a little bit more. I'm going to motivate you because I want to see this happen. I just want to see how much of an influence you can be to make this happen because you're going to have a component in this. You're going to have an opportunity to be part of the voting. I mean, there's going to be fan voting. So if there's fan voting, that means you are going to be a factor. So be a factor. Now, the Paul Horning Award is a big deal, but also you've got Chase Hancock, who was picked for the Warful Award watch list. So Chase gets on this list, and I think that's a huge honor in itself because this award, if you're not familiar with it, it's considered college football's premier award for community service. And this award, named after 1996 Heisman Trophy winner quarterback, Danny Werfel, Florida guy. And the Werfel Trophy goes to the FBS player that best combines exemplary community service with athletic and academic achievement. And I think just to be on this one says a lot about who you are, not only as a college football player, not only as a student athlete, but a member of your community. So all of these awards are great that these kids are getting nominated for. And yes, it is an honor just to be on the list. And your performance will dictate how long you can stay on the list, how close you can come to possibly being a finalist for many of these several awards. But I think already, if you're on this list, you're already a winner in many regards because you're someone who's already performed in the classroom, performed on the field, and shown that you give back to the community. So you're already a winner in my book on this one. Also, don't forget, we didn't have a chance to really talk about this one, but Hancock was also named to the All-State Good Works team watch list earlier the month. And, of course, you know his resume. I mean, he's a guy who has been a preseason All-Conference USA selection. I mean, he led Marshall with 128 tackles, which was second highest in Conference USA. Also, Nine and a half tackles for loss last year. He got second team all league and team MVP honors. He also had seven pass breakups, two sacks, two fumble recoveries. 
He's on the coach's poll. So people are looking out for him. People are noticing him. And he's on this list as well. So that's a big deal. You should be proud of what he's doing. You should really be excited for the rest of the guys who are nominated on all these lists, but especially him just because I think that's the bigger deal. Because that one speaks to your character. Now, all of these guys who are getting nominated for these, there's not a character issue here. That's not what I'm saying. But this one really highlights just what kind of good guy you are. That you are a guy who achieves on the football field, in the classroom, and you achieve in helping out the community. And not to say the other guys on the roster don't, but you got to be pretty proud of a guy like Chase Hancock who gets on that list. That means people notice, people are paying attention that you're the kind of guy that maybe doesn't necessarily put yourself first. You put others first, and that's the kind of guy you want to play with, right? That's the kind of guy. You want to go play for a guy who's not maybe putting himself out there first. He's taking care of his business, but he's looking out for everyone else. He's being a teammate. He's being someone who's part of a team. And he's also not necessarily looking for individual achievement. I mean, do you go out and do community service for the recognition? I mean, for some people, yeah, it's a way for them to look better. But not a guy like Chase Hancock. He's not out there, look at me, I'm helping the community. He's just out there doing it. He's out there doing things, being a part of the university, being a part of the school. So that's a big-time award right there. You win that one, all right, you, you've really done something. We'll come back after the break. Start getting your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We've got Little League Baseball coming up later on here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll hear from Adam Rogers later on down the line. But when we come back, we'll stay within the high school ranks because Stadium, you know the network that a lot of Marshall games are going to be on? They're getting into the high school football business. They're going to be broadcasting games across the country from all types of locations. And I'll tell you which game from our location is going to be on Stadium Nationally later on this year. We'll talk about that when we continue. It's The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to your Thursday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. High school football season is coming up sooner than you think. We've got college following and, of course, the pros. Yeah, I'm excited. You know I'm a big NFL guy. You all know that. So I'm really happy that I get to talk NFL football soon. Of course, the Bengals are my that's, – that's my wheelhouse. I'm excited about that. But let's talk a little high school football. I want to focus on something that Stadium is doing. Now, Stadium – I'm going to give these guys credit at Stadium. They're doing a better job than the American Sports Network, whatever those guys were trying to do. It just didn't work, and I think Stadium has been a better reboot for whatever the aspirations of Sinclair and the other people involved are. I think that's just been a better product. I think that's fair. And 
Stadium is going to televise 22 high school football games. Not streaming necessarily. These aren't just, hey, we're going to stream these games. Because that's happening all over the place. Now, we're streaming games. Other people are streaming games. But there's still something special, I think, to having your game broadcast across the country. It doesn't matter the platform or it doesn't matter the, the reach, but I think there's something pretty special to tell a high school kid, hey, we're going to broadcast your game. People are going to be able to watch it across the country. Now, I don't know how many people are going to tune into these games, but there will be people who are interested in watching high school football. I would think normally that from a local standpoint, people who are interested in a particular team, they're going to go or they're going to listen to it on the radio. But stadiums trying to really add content to their offerings, and they're going to carry all those games live over their over the air channel, and they're also going to have them on the website. They're going to have them on Facebook and their app. They're going to start on Thursday, August 16th. They're going to have their Thursday night lights matchup, and then they're going to do their Friday night rivals matchup. Of course, that might sound familiar to you because Mark Martin does that right now locally with a lot of the games uh, in the area. And so they're going to have matchups from Alabama, California, Illinois, Nebraska, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Wisconsin, and West Virginia. They're going to have a lot of teams that won state championships or finished in the top 10 of their state rankings. And they're going to be featuring, of course, a lot of highly ranked players committing to major college football. So I think that's a great idea because if you're a college football fan, you might tune into this. On a Friday night, you go, hey, there's a kid that's looking to come to Marshall or there's a kid that Marshall's after or he's committed to this school and you're a fan of that school. Okay, I can see that. That's a big deal. But I was looking at the list and thinking, okay, where's the West Virginia game? And I got down the list, and Friday, October 5th, is going to be Hurricane at Huntington. And they got the um, they got the market wrong to Charleston, West Virginia. I guess they meant the Huntington television market, so I will forgive them for that. But Hurricane at Huntington will be the featured game on stadium on October 5th. I haven't heard much about this yet. I actually just stumbled across this as it was announced today, so I thought that was a pretty big deal. I'm going to try to get Mark Martin on sometime later next week. He's been, of course, uh, been pretty busy over these last few days, so haven't been able to track him down. But we'll get him on. We'll talk a little bit more in detail about that. But that's pretty cool. I mean, not only is it cool now that we're doing several games, we're streaming some games. Of course, you can listen to our games on the radio. We do carry Huntington. And now Stadium is hopping into the high school football business. Now, there have been bigger packages. ESPN's carried high school football games before, and they've done a lot more than Stadium has. But they also they front-loaded a lot before college football really started to take over. So you didn't see this, but... Stadium's also going to do some supplemental programming. It's not just throwing up a game, but they're also going to add to their coverage of high school football. They've got a a new 30-minute show daily, Monday through Friday. They're going to call it Emerge. 
and it's going to begin on Tuesday, September 4th. They're going to spotlight the best high school talent across the country. It's typical programming. I mean, it's nothing earth-shattering, but it's still pretty cool if you're a high school kid because they're going to have player profiles, interviews with players and coaches. And I would think that because Marshall has a good presence, I'm sorry, Huntington, Charleston, that television market has a good presence with Sinclair, which is the parent company of Stadium, I'm going to think that maybe you're going to see some West Virginia kids make the list here because, let's be quite honest, high school football coverage on a Friday night is vicious around here. Absolutely vicious. I'm not saying we're all throwing down. We see each other on the sidelines here and we're giving each other those snarls and looks like, you want to go? I mean, that's not happening. But it's pretty competitive because you've got – SAZ doing their stuff on a Friday night. You got CHS doing their stuff on a Friday night. You got Channel 13. I'm just talking about our local television market here. Channel 13's doing their stuff on a Friday night. Radio, oh man, radio's crazy because at 10 p.m., we've got our coverage with Metro News, a statewide show with Fred Persinger. And I'm going to tell you right now, I love all the TV guys, but Fred's got you beat. I think everyone would admit that, too. Fred's got everyone beat as far as statewide coverage because people are clamoring to get in on that show. They are. They are. Fred's got this crazy network of people that are just there, ready to go. If there's a high school game being played and it involves a West Virginia team, Fred's got them on speed dial or they're already calling in. Fred doesn't have to ask. They just do it. And so he's got complete coverage there. I mean, the highlights are great, but... He only gets so many minutes. Fred's got two hours. Actually, he's got two and a half hours. We will try to get to the 9.30 kickoff portion of his show this year if I can get my broadcast crew to, to just give it up, turn it over to Fred. I'm not calling anybody out, but I'm just saying, at 9.30, unless Billy Seals has got the Huntington Highlanders uh, game wrapped up, you know, wrap it up, just run the ball, we're going to get to Fred. High school coverage is getting – it's crazy. You know why? Because, again, it's recruiting. A lot of that's recruiting. People are interested in recruiting. And so if you've got a national television profile show and you're putting some of the big names that are being recruited on the show, people are going to tune in. There's going to be that culture of, of football fan that just eats up recruiting news, and they're going to tune in. It's a no-brainer. I mean, it's going to – Actually, I like it because it differentiates stadium. I mean, what is stadium? And stadium's doing some things that's really setting themselves apart from ESPN because you're not going to see all this necessarily on ESPN. And I think this is going to be a, a great platform because it's going to be done on a national level. You don't have to necessarily sign up for all these recruiting services, which – I think you're throwing your money away on, on a lot of these websites. Honestly, I think you don't. You are. I mean, there's a whole cottage industry on people doing recruiting news. And you're eating it up. And I don't think some of it's good. I think some of it is good. Some of it's not so good. But you, know, you got this level. If it's going to be pretty good, I'm sure, again, from a local standpoint, I think you're going to see some kids. So they're going to get some attention. 
Now, I'm not going to kid myself. This isn't being on ESPN. This isn't being on CBS Sports Network. This isn't being on any of the other major sports networks. It's not like that, but it's a definite step up. And it's going to differentiate Stadium from some of the other networks as well, as it's pretty inexpensive programming, to be honest, because Sinclair stations are already set up to do some of these games, and they're just beaming it to the mothership. It's a pretty good deal, actually. I like it. Streaming is, is going to be the future home for high school athletics. You're seeing more and more of it now. You want to watch the Little League tournament tonight? You can go to our Facebook page. And with our friends and partners at the Video Productions, we've got the game. And, of course, if you want to listen to it, the radio side, we've got it as well. But Stadium's taking it to the next level with the high school football coverage. You're going to do their weekly show. And here's the thing. I didn't mention this because this is what really gives it credibility. They also have Michael Felder. I mean, this is the guy who was the former video analyst at Bleacher Report. So he's going to definitely be a big part of this. I think he gives a little bit more credibility to this venture. I mean, you bring in some top people. You bring in some people who have some national experience, who've covered this. And I think this is going to be an interesting college football platform. It's covering high school sports, but I think this is going to be an interesting college football platform. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what you're getting here. This is a preview of kids who are coming to a college near you. I mean, they're going to do some big games. I mean, they're doing major high school football. Big states like Alabama, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Ohio. West Virginia gets in there because, again, you've got a station in West Virginia. And so here's the opportunity. They pick a pretty good game, I think. Hurricane. And Huntington, that's a pretty good game to pick. That's one of my favorite games uh, between high schools. On a Friday night, Hurricane Huntington, yeah, that's going to be a pretty good game. I mean, look at some of the other games they've got. They've got some big games all across the country. Some national teams here. All right, we're going to take our next break. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to get to League Baseball. It is the Thursday edition of The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. Thursday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We've got a Little League Baseball action tonight. For the final time, we come to you from the Little League Fields at the Arch. Adam Rogers will bring you the championship game. We are covering the championship game because, well, we're following Barbersville, and he's with us on the program now. And, of course, when we signed up for this, we knew we would be here on championship day because nobody's stopping Barbersville. The only people that can stop Barbersville are basically the officials that say, hey, there's too much rain, we can't finish this game. That's the only people who have stopped Barbersville. And other than that, nobody stopped them, Spanky. This is Adam Rogers, by the way. We call him Spanky. Yeah, Paul, you're, you're pretty spot on with that one. Uh, the first game, you know, Barbersville had the 2 nothing lead, and then 
gave up three runs in the fifth off of one hit and they went down three to two and then because of the rain that came in on Friday they had to shorten that game in the top of the sixth inning didn't allow Barbersville to get a chance to come back and try and win that game because there was just too much rain on Friday honestly and then because of the rain that happened Friday it actually changed the schedule around and that's why we're here playing this game on Thursday we were supposed to play the championship game last night but uh, because Field 2 over here at Huntington Little League over at David Glick Stadium at Stewart Field just got too much rain on Thursday and then into Friday morning. So they ended up shifting things up to Barbersville on Sunday. Barbersville won its game up there against Oak Hill 6 to nothing. So after losing that, Barbersville has just been on an absolute tear in the loser's bracket after that 3-2 loss to Greenbrier Central. Beating again, as I mentioned, Oak Hill 6 nothing. Then just absolutely decimated Madison in the next game, 17 to nothing. Had a really convincing win against Mann in the game after that, 8 to 1. And then uh, had a bit of a challenge against Charleston Central, 6 to 3. Charleston Central almost came back and, and rallied in that contest, but Barbersville was able to shut the door with some really solid pitching as it's had throughout the course of this last week. And then uh, had a really good game yesterday against By State. Got up 2 to nothing, then allowed By State to come, or excuse me, allowed uh, Jefferson to come back, tie it up 2-2, two to two. and then uh, Barbersville ended up putting up five more runs, had a three-run inning in the fifth. All three of those runs were unearned, and that really just kind of shut the door on Jefferson being able to rally and come back in that contest, and that's how Barbersville's gotten here. And I mean, you're right, Paul, we kind of expected Barbersville to get to this point when we agreed to take on call in these games, so uh, it's great to be able to see Barbersville make it all the way to the championship game here today. So what can we expect from tonight's championship action? Well, you've got two division winners. You've got Barbersville as the Division One champion, and then you've got Jefferson as the Division Five champion. So these two teams played really well getting to this point to even get into the state tournament. And it, so it's really no surprise that either of them are here. Uh, Fairmont had a really tough go here in the postseason as it, it lost its opening game to uh, its second round game rather to, to Bridgeport after beating Summersville in a range shortened game six to two, uh, that, and then ultimately played. Bridgeport in the loser's bracket to get on to the semifinals before it was able to beat by state yesterday. Uh, really good hitting squad for Fairmont. Uh, good pitching as well. And, I mean, I think these two teams will uh, – really kind of be almost mirror images of one another. It's just a matter of uh, whose pitching is rested up and ready to go and uh, whose back can get hot quicker. Adam Rogers joins us. He's going to be on the call tonight. We're going to go on the air in about maybe 10 minutes or give or take as uh, teams are at the field getting ready for this one. Final game uh, at the Little League Fields at the Arch and then the winner gets to go on and uh, head to Warner Robins, Georgia. Barbersville's no stranger to this. Uh, does that give them the advantage? I know kids change out every year, so it's not as if we've got five or six-year veterans on this squad. But Barbersville as a program has historically been very good at this point. And I think that will come back to help Barbersville in the long run just because the older siblings or friends that are maybe older of the guys on this team – have been around and they know what it's like to see a team from Barbersville make a run through the state tournament and then into the Southeast Regional. So I, I think that helps just being around it and seeing it happen over the course of time. But you never know what could happen, honestly. Uh, I, they're going to get a really good taste of what it's like to break a deep run in the postseason today with uh, some quality umpiring. Uh, back behind the plate.
for this championship game is going to be Mike Bazden. He's worked a Southeast Regional before. He's going down to work the Southeast Regional again this year. So it's going to be some really good umpiring here today to go along with some good ball play from both of these two sides. And I think that will uh, just make this championship atmosphere feel even more championship-like, having a guy like Bazden back behind the dish with a, a quality crew around him and Andrew Bowen and then Jordan Mounts and Tom Gins who are local guys from here around Huntington. So I think this is going to be a really uh, tightly called match behind the plate. I think, uh, again, it's going to be who can make fewer mistakes and then uh, whose back gets hotter quicker. What's the crowd looking like for this one? I'm sure a lot of people from Barbersville have taken off the week from everything you have to do and just been around the ballpark all week long, either being at Barbersville, of course, here for the game tonight at the Arch. So, Big crowd, big atmosphere. Do people have still uh, opportunity to come watch this, or are they going to have to be forced just to listen to it? Oh, yeah, no, ton, tons of space left here at the, the Arch, and uh, there's uh, tons of red here as well, as you might expect with Barbersville being in the championship game. Tons of signs made already, too, for the Barbersville players. Uh, the fan support is definitely out here in droves, and uh, Fairmont has a good contingent of people here as well to cheer on Fairmont's All-Stars. Uh, actually saw Fairmont All-Stars last night after they were able to beat Bystate up at Buffalo Wild Wings there uh, where Marshall Football had its wing contest, eat, wing, chicken wing eating contest. So uh, they got to go in and check that out a little bit. And um, I mean, it's just been a great uh, tournament, I think, for everybody involved, especially to get to this point. Everybody was really good to work with the tournament schedule having to change around. And uh, I think these kids are just itching to get this championship game in and get it underway. I know I am uh, ready for this one to get started. Six o'clock is going to be first pitch or approximately. We'll have that here. Uh, we're going to turn things over to you, what, in 10 minutes, 5 minutes? Are you taking my show over now? Uh, no, we'll be, we'll be doing it in about 15 minutes. Okay, so you'll take yeah. over at about 15. Yeah, we've given the. I think we've given people a little bit of a taste, and uh, we'll let you finish out the show talking some other sports topics before uh, we bring you back out here to the Arch. Because, I mean, it's a beautiful day. Uh, again, with the weather that was in here this weekend, for the schedule to play out the way it has after they had to make some changes, everything's been falling right in line to get this game here to, to Thursday and uh, to get this one finished up so they can get ready to go down to the Southeast Regional in Warner Robins, Georgia. We're sending you, right? Is that the deal? Is that in your now, contract? Yeah, if, if Barbersville wins, I don't know. I think Jason Toy might fight me for that right to go down to Warner Robins, Georgia. You know, get to go call a Southeast Regional Tournament. That would uh, that'd be pretty something, something special. Would that be a physical altercation between you two, or would that be a wing-eating contest? I think that might be the fair way to, to solve that's this. The, you know, that's that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, proposal there, Paul. Um, although I think I might let Chewy win. Are you afraid? Are you afraid of the of the hot sauce? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I'm not. I'm not a hot sauce guy. I mean, I like chicken wings, but I'm not a big fan of hot sauce. Okay, so if we go with just the mild, are, are we are we talking quantity here? Because you apparently. Don't I mean, yeah. Like I mean, that's that's the question. I mean, it depends on how you set the rules up. You know, Marshall Football had it set up yesterday, and they went from, you know, not so hot all the way up to about as hot as you could go. I don't know who ended up winning that wing eating competition. But, um, see, I figured it was going to be a quantity kind of thing. You know, we'll go Kobayashi style, do a bunch of hot dogs, but chicken wings. You know, I thought you were just going to be champ jamming chicken wings down their throat, but they just went up in hotness. That doesn't sound like a, a wing-eating competition to me. No, that sounds like pain. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, that sounds like pain. I mean, I know they have a, a show on YouTube uh, they do called Hot Ones. Somebody does uh, like a vodcast there, and they progressively eat chicken wings through an interview. But I don't think the football players were interviewing while they were eating chicken wings that were progressively getting hotter. 
Now that would have been TV. You could probably market that on Herd Zone, and somebody would sponsor that chicken wing interview show. I'm thinking about it right now. I mean, hey, it's something we could probably do here on ESPN Radio. Let's do it. Let's make that happen. Okay, we'll make this wing-eating contest uh, if Barbersville wins tonight for the right for you or Jason Toy to go to Warner Robins, Georgia. We'll make it on quantity instead of hotness. All right, I can do that. I can do that. Okay. Or we, we might just have to get whoever's been cooking up these Boston butts on the, the smoker uh, to, to smoke us up some pork, and uh, we'll do a pulled pork contest because I tell you what, them sandwiches have been pretty good. They're cooking up some good stuff in the concession stand here and uh, taking care of us. So that's why I don't hear from you or Woody Woodrum much these days during the Little League time because you guys are right where you need to be. We're hey, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm paying. I'm supporting the Little League, man, you know. No, I didn't say you weren't. I'm just saying. Oh, I thought you were just trying to say, you know, we're getting a free food ride over here. You I, know, I'm not a, I'm not a belo- beneath that by any stretch. But I, I was saying you know, that you were with the, 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 sand- the... The sandwiches are good enough to pay for time and time again. I mean... I'll tell you that much. I hear the food's good, and it, if uh, if you return a foul ball, you get a popsicle. Yeah, I mean, well, they actually had to, to pull that back because they gave out too many popsicles because there were so many foul balls in the first day. You get a budget for that. Come on. Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, but you know you're probably overpaying Woody Woodrum. That's why you ran out of popsicles. <laughs> no, tons of tons and tons of volunteers up here at uh, the Little League tournament throughout the the whole last week. Woody Woodrum included, and the volunteers have been what's kept this tournament on schedule. Honestly, if it weren't for the volunteers that help out, raking the fields, putting the lines down, and making certain that the field's even playable, I mean, we just flat out wouldn't be able to have gotten this tournament in this week due to the rain that came in on Friday. So Adam- you know, big big thanks to them. Adam Rogers will have the call tonight. Uh, we will be listening. You take over in about 10 minutes, so we'll turn things over to you in 10 minutes. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this edition. We'll talk to you later, Adam. Thanks, buddy. Sounds good, Paul. That's Adam Spanky Rogers. Um, i got to remember sometimes um, he's spanky in uh, situations that are not professional radio, and then he's Adam Rogers when we're doing professional radio i got to remember that. All right, quick timeout. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap this one up, get you set for the game. Barbersville, can they win the state championship? You're going to find out coming up later, but you've still got a few more minutes of the drive, and it will continue next here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now back to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping this one up. It's the Thursday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, if you miss any part of the show, you can always find us. We're easily found. Apple Podcasts is where I tell everyone to go first. You can find us there. Also, you can find the show. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn. We're on Anchor. Anchor is a great app. If you haven't downloaded the Anchor app yet, it's a great place to not only listen to podcasts, discover shows that maybe you haven't heard of before, but if you also think you can get into podcasting, I always encourage that as well. But Anchor is a great place. And, of course, you can always go to our website. We post the latest episodes, and you can find us at WRVC.com. I've also got a Twitter feed, at Paul Swan. You can find me there. I'll post episodes. Also, I've got a Facebook page. It's dedicated just to the show. It's called The Drive with Paul Swan. It's on Facebook. You find me there. Follow that page, and I'm going to be posting more and more episodes there. So uh, several ways if you catch the show on the delay. It's been fun this week. Uh, we got one more day to do tomorrow. 
We're going to get back into a rhythm. Uh, we'll be ba- back all next week. So we won't have any preemptions. So we'll get back into a little bit more of a rhythm next week. And then uh, I'm going to take the following week off. Um, I'm going to do some things. So I'm going to go see the Bengals. I'm looking forward to that. I always get a chance to go up at least once a year, go see camp. Um, that's fun. It's just get to be a fan. I mean, really, I know for a lot of you, you go to Marshall football camp and you go watch those guys practice, and that's fun for you, uh, where I can just be a fan for Cincinnati Bengals. We carry them. We cover them. But for me, I'm just more of a fan. I'm not objective. When it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not objective because I'm not covering them. I'm not a beat reporter. I'm not covering them daily. Uh, I'm promoting them, obviously, because we carry the games, and I'm just a fan, so that's fun for me. I uh, get a chance to do that and uh, looking forward to seeing some games because, really, that's the only time I get to be a football fan. Maybe that's partially why I like NFL more, just because I can just genuinely be a fan. Sit back, watch it. I'm watching it purely for entertainment, and I'm not sitting there covering it. And that's just um, that's just the best time for me. So I'm looking forward to that. Just uh, really uh, hope that uh, you guys um, are getting excited for football as well, because that's how it should be for you. I know football is going to really. Um, Put some of you in a good place. I, I can feel it now for a lot of you. You're getting jazzed up and excited because football's almost back. I am too. I really am because summertime is not a good time for local sports radio shows across the country, just as a, a general rule. It's not the best time of year. Now, you can you can cover things, but... For a lot of times, summer is just, man, it's not fun. It's not fun. And we're talking sports, so it should be fun. So I'm excited. All right, I think that's going to wrap this one up here. Uh, Again, all those places I mentioned, you can listen to the show, social media. You can find me uh, at Paul Swan. You can also find me on Facebook. Uh, We've got a Facebook page set up just for the show. It's called The Drive with Paul Swan. So uh, if you guys can uh, give us a like, give us a follow, appreciate that. Helps me out immensely. And um, I'm going to be definitely posting more of the episodes social media as well. So if you miss it, you got it. All right, we're going to go right now, and we're going to – Get set for some baseball action. They're playing the National Anthem right now, so we're going to go right into our coverage of Barbersville State Championship. For producer Gabriel Sellers, we're going to go now to the Little League field.